This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. On today's episode, we're doing another coaching call with one of my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing students. And this is a special episode because she explains a very inspiring reason why she started studying jazz. And I think it's a really great one for all of us to hear. And not only that, we go over some great things that she can be working on while she's not able to be with her instrument. That's all coming up right now. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, He's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, what's up? It's Brent, the jazz musician behind LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, podcast, and of course, videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And like I said, today we are doing a coaching call with one of my current students in 30 Steps to Better Jazz playing my jazz practicing course. Her name is Joyce Kettering, and she's from Paris, France. Uh, she is currently in the thick of it. And last week we had Francis uh, on, who is uh, an alumni of the course. So this is cool that we have someone who's in the course uh, that I'm getting to help today. This is super fun. It's a lot of fun. And you're going to hear from Joyce uh, why she got into jazz, why ultimately she decided to take my jazz practicing course. And we go over some things that I think are really helpful for everyone listening today as far as what we can do outside of our instrument. When we don't have time to be with our instrument, what can we practice? practice outside of that to still get big results in our jazz playing. And there certainly are things, and we go over some of those today. Uh, Not only that, Joyce is a really uh, fantastic person, had a great time talking to her, so I know that you are going to enjoy sitting in on our conversation and learn a lot Now, I'm really excited, and you've been hearing me talk about this a lot if you've been following the last four episodes or so, but uh, coming up this week, if you're listening in real time, that'd be August 2nd, uh, just uh, some days from now when this episode comes out, uh, I am going to be launching uh, my free mini course called Accelerate Your Jazz Skills, Three Steps Towards Jazz Improv Freedom. Now, this course is now a required course to get into my jazz practicing course, 30 Steps to Better Jazz. Jazz playing, you know, essentially, you know, me and the team sat down and, you know, we, we have this mini course and we thought really this is the first module of 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, but we decided, no, let's just give this uh, away because, you know, regardless of whether people want to take the course in the end, uh, this is just really valuable information and we want people to have it. So it's not a required course. It sets you up to go into that. So if you want to get on the waiting list for that so you can get uh, notified or if you know, you're know you listening in the future and this episode already came out, uh, either way, you can go to 30stepstobetterjazzplaying.com. That's 30stepstobetterjazzplaying.com and just go ahead and sign up there. You'll get sent that course or you'll be put on the waiting list for that course. Uh, I highly recommend it. I'm really excited about this uh, and then we're going to be launching 30 steps to better jazz playing on august 5th but you can only get into that 
by going into the free mini course. So it's kind of a win-win situation there. Anyways, that's all coming up soon. But let's for now, let's get on my current student, Joyce Kettering. Uh, let's talk about jazz. All right, welcoming on the show today is Joyce Kettering from Paris, France, and she is a current student in the 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course. Hey, Joyce, thanks for joining me today. Well, you're welcome. I'm very, very happy to join you. I'm really excited. It's always a treat for me when I get to speak to a student who's in one of my courses or, or you know, just involved in, in, in the Learn Jazz Terrence community. So I really appreciate it. Uh, it's really meaningful for me. I think a great place to start is just the classic question, you know, who, what do you do in your regular life out there in Paris? All right. So I'm a, I'm a musicpreneur, as, as some will say. So I... Uh, I actually have a website and online course where I try to help musicians kind of understand the business side of things and license their music for TV and film. I've been doing that for a little over a year. I actually used to work in finance, so made the switch Mm. um, to something completely different and really enjoying myself at the moment because it's just incredibly more fulfilling and I get to do music all the time and speak to awesome musicians like yourself. Uh, all the time. That's so awesome. So that's very cool that we share the musicpreneur uh, lifestyle here. So, <laughs> and by the way, like I, I had no idea about that with you. So that that's really cool. It's a uh, a cool coincidence there. Now, so t- one more time, tell me like what the business is that you do. Basically, I blog. I, I help musicians make money through licensing their music is my focus at the moment because that's what I know the best. So the idea is to create just fun content for musicians to be more professional to like build their music career. And that is so cool. So actually, like, I think that we should be... I, the theater, there might be some people listening right now who are like, actually interested in that and we should definitely do a call out for your website. So where can people, if people are interested in that, where can they find you? Oh, um, yeah, so it's creativeandproductive.com. And the reason behind the name is uh, I, I remember a guy telling me when I was a teenager that musicians were useless because they didn't bring any value to the world. They were not productive. <laughs> so it's a website to show that, you know, it's to help the creatives out there be productive and bring value to the world. Oh, awesome. So creativeandproductive.com. So if you're yeah. interested in that kind of stuff, licensing your music, learning how you as a musician can make more money that way, then I think you should definitely check out Joyce's website, creativeandproductive.com. So wow. So cool. None of this planned, by the way, for those listening. This <laughs> yeah, is really, this, is actually, this is actually fun. So um, awesome. So now let's talk about music. So obviously, you, you're a musicpreneur. But how did you get interested in playing music? Like, where did that all start with you? All right, so I, I went to music school, like the Conservatoire in, in France. Uh, nice. I studied the trumpet when I was um, eight years old and then the piano around 13, 14 years old. Classically trained, by the way, so nothing to do with jazz, hmm. uh, which is kind of stupid. When you study the trumpet, you might as well study jazz. But anyway, so uh, classically trained. Uh, for you know, ten fifteen years, I, I went to 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 music school, and then when I started working full time, I kind of uh, you know didn't have that much time to to keep going. But I ended up 
moving to London and not having a lot of friends and family there. So having a lot more free time, even though I was working full time. And then I started uh, going to school again, to music school again on Saturdays and in the evenings to learn about music composition, orchestration. And, and actually, that's when I started, you know, music for film and TV, the music licensing thing, because my... Uh, my first mentor for music production was actually making a good living from uh, writing trailer music. So that's how I got into, mm. into licensing. But yeah, I mean, um, playing instruments since I was a kid and then uh, the composition st uh, stuff more when I was you know, almost an adult. <laughs> nice. That's so cool. Uh, so, at what point in time? So, that's you're classically trained, and by the way, you're you're not alone. Like I, I hear from a lot of people that listen to this podcast, that that follow the blog or the videos, all the stuff that we do, that tell me that hey, I'm classically trained, and you know, this jazz thing is a totally different thing to me. And so, how did you? How did you, as a classically trained person, get find an interest in jazz? I, I'm honestly not sure how it started. I kind of remember having a crush on Chet Baker uh -huh. <laughs> at some point in my teenage years. Um, so I really admired uh, his stuff and, and Miles Davis and and Bill Evans is one of my favorite. I don't know. It is, it's just a, a genre of music. Um, I'm not sure how I was introduced to it, but I've been listening to it you know uh, it's like the, the genre of music that I listen to when I'm feeling really really blue mm -hmm. uh, really down and it's always helped me out since I don't know I would say since I was a teenager so uh, I have a like I don't listen to it all the time and haven't listened to it all my life but it's just kind of when I when I need music that's that's the genre I go for and or Maria Callas, it, it depends. <laughs> but nice. It's, uh, <laughs> well, that's so that's really interesting. Actually, I've actually never heard anybody say that before. But I actually love that. That's so cool. So, jazz is uh, is is something that connects with you emotionally when you're essentially you know down or depressed or you know, like like we all yeah. are at many times in life, yeah. and it it helps you get through those times. Yeah, it's kind of my comfort blanket music. It's like the comfort food of music for you. Like, you exactly, know. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Um, that's really cool. Wow. Uh, that's actually very interesting. And I think that, you know, music, different kinds of music affect us differently. And, you know, that's why, you know, when I go to see the New York Philharmonic over here in New York City, you know, it makes me feel a certain way. And if I go, you know, to, uh, you know, see a rock show, it makes me feel a certain way. If I go to one of the underground jazz clubs around here, it makes me feel a certain way. And that's, I think that just speaks so much to why we love music so much because it can evoke these feelings and it can, it can actually be very healing. Like you're talking about in ways that maybe we wouldn't really understand or even put words to. So that's really cool. And that actually really excites me because I've never heard that answer before. Um, <laughs> so what are some of your, I mean, I mean, we're going to get into a second. Just, I want to like, you know, as a student in this course and 30 steps to better jazz playing, I, I'm here to serve you. I want to help you in any way I can today. Before we get into that, I, I would be interested to hear what are some of your goals as a musician or maybe even playing jazz specifically? All right. So um, so jazz is like the, the music I listen to when I'm, you know, when I'm feeling down. And the piano is the instrument I turn to when I'm feeling down. Whenever I've had a big, you know, a big challenge in my life, um, 
suddenly I start playing the piano again, if even if I haven't touched the keyboard in like six months. And the thing is that when that happens, I need to relearn everything because I don't know how to improvise. And so, you know, I'll, I'll relearn a classical piece and, and I don't know, it's just like, I, I feel like my life would be amazing if I could just sit down and improvise and play the piano and play you know um something nice and soothing without having to relearn a musical piece right if that makes sense it's just um yeah kind of um how to how can i say it just being closer to my instrument Let's say so. The trumpet is my first instrument, but actually, the instrument I have the strongest bond with is is the piano. And just kind of having that stronger connection with the instrument and being able to uh, to turn to it when when I need to. Okay, that's that's again, that's really cool. So basically, you need to improve your self therapy here, right? <laughs> you want to <laughs> yeah. get you want to get straight to it. I love that because uh, also I feel like not everybody has that relationship with their instrument, it, especially musicians. I find that take it a little bit more seriously. Like they, you know, sometimes people actually develop these bad relationships with their instrument where like they don't go to their instrument for comfort. It's they, they like the yeah. idea of playing instrument. They enjoy music and, and stuff like that. So of course that's why they do it in the first place. But uh, there's like this stress that's connected with the instrument because of maybe being self-critical, all these things. So I think it's just really refreshing to hear that your goal is, I just want to I think this music makes me feel good and playing the piano makes me feel good. And I want to improve upon that. So that is, man, that's so cool. Um, I can't get over this. Sorry. I'm like, I'm like, just, <laughs> I, love, I love this answer. And by the way, I had yeah. that critical relationship with the piano at one point. Cause mm. when I, uh, when I was around 18 and start, you know, studying full time, I kind of dropped the instrument. And when I went back to it, I was really bad at it compared to how, uh, good I thought I was at least when I you know a couple of years earlier so for a long time for a few years it lasted a while I had that thing where I would go to the piano I would sit there and it just you know uh, it took me a long time to to make peace with the fact that I was just not as good as I used to be when I practiced two hours a day yeah. and and be cool with that you know so I can definitely understand musicians who get um kind of freak out and get stressed uh, yeah. out by their instrument. Absolutely. So all this being said, like, is this sort of like some of the decision making that made you think about starting to take the 30? Well, it's when you, it's 30 days to better jazz playing, but we're renaming it to 30 steps to better jazz playing. Is that the reason you decided to take the course? Cause you thought it would help you achieve those goals or. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to learn um, jazz piano, like, Every now and then I think, oh, I'm going to learn how to play the jazz piano, how to improvise. And, and you know, I go on YouTube and I try to find videos. And the, the trouble I have with, like, those um, kind of free tutorials is that the beginner stage is kind of too easy for me because mm -hmm. I, I have, a you know, a big classical background. But then it's, like, straight away, you know, too hard. There's, like, there isn't that transition to get me from, okay, this is too easy, and suddenly I have no clue what you're asking me to do, and I'm inc incredibly frustrated. And I thought that 30 right. steps to jazz playing would be, um, you know, I want to, I, I tested, because I think you have a 30-day refund policy, and I thought, okay, I'll test it and just make sure, see if I can, see if you can help me 
make that um, linear progress, so to speak. Right, right. Is, and it, wor- is it working so far? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. good news. I like that. That's yeah. good. Because it's step by step. It's it's you know that's what works for me, step by step. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Um, so or let's, let's talk a little bit about like some things I can help you with. Like, uh, it could be things that you're going through in the course right now. It could be outside of that. Like, what are some things like you're struggling with in your jazz playing or anything I can, what, what can I help you with today? All right. Well, I think the, my biggest challenge at the moment is, um, momentum and like finding ways. Cause I don't always have access to a piano. Okay. Uh, like the piano is at my parents' place, so I'm about an hour away, and I visit them uh, uh, regularly. But uh, so I'll be able to practice, you know, two or three times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less, on the piano. And I'm just thinking to keep more momentum. Like, what could I do to practice even when I don't have access to a piano? Awesome. That's a that's a really good question because you're not alone in that. And even if you don't, if someone's not in a situation like you where they don't have their instrument around that they're they're trying to work on all the time. You know, sometimes it could be just like you know a lot of people who take this course or in general people that follow Learn Jazz standards. You know, they have a day job. You know, and they yeah. uh, they're commuting and they're they have a lot of other things to do. They have a family to take care of. So. You know, not everybody just has these unlimited times anyways to just sit like, you know, in a practice room and work on their instrument. So it's a good question. Um, What I would say is if we think about the stuff that we're working on in the course, right, we we broke it down to you have these three categories. We have uh, technique, we have jazz repertoire, we have uh, we have jazz language, right? I mean, these are the big three things that we can kind of boil things down to that will really help us improve. So in the course, right, we're working on different things in each session uh, to improve upon those things, stepwise motion. So let's take, for example, um, the tune, okay? You're not around the piano, but a lot of this course is just learning the information, right? Just being able to internalize the information even before you touch your instrument, right? Yeah. So if we're learning in, in, in the, you know, in the, the relaunch of this course, I do a little bit of a better job of, of showing you actually how to do some of this stuff. So you'll be enjoying some of that stuff as well. Cool. Uh, when we launch that, uh, up at, in August, but you know, we want to be, of course, first of all, listening. So if you're working on autumn leaves, for example, if that's the song that you are learning in the first module, you're obviously just going to be listening to that all the time. Many, many different recordings, right? That's just the, that's the baseline, right? We have to be listening over and over again to just internalize what you're hearing, right? After that, you can be singing the melody, right? Because that's a big part of it, right? If we can sing, if we can uh, hear what, sing what we're hearing, that means we can prove that we've internalized that musical information. That means we've done 50% of the steps, right? The only step that's left is by the time you actually get to your parents' place to sit down and play the piano, you already can hear all of that stuff, right? And maybe you've already tried to figure out some of the chords by ear the best you could. Uh, If you don't have those ear training skills, that's okay. But maybe you could have referenced a chord chart already and started going, oh, hey, there's a 2-5-1 chord progression here and there's a minor 2-5-1 chord progression here. So you can already start doing a lot of that preparation work uh, that has mostly to do with internalizing and hearing, right? Just, Just on the tune right there. And then you get to the piano and you translate what you're hearing, what you've proved you can hear because you can sing it, 
onto the instrument. Um, it, for the chords, uh, this is a little bit of an advanced challenge, but I know that you were, you know, you've got some advanced music skills. You could try singing the bass notes of each chord if you can identify them. Um, I don't know if that's a skill. I know that you're you're classically trained, so some of those ear training skills, I'm not sure if they're there or not. Um, yeah. But that's a great thing that you could do. Uh, if we talk about the licks, for example, you could, uh, in fact, get your trumpet out and you could try playing those licks. And then you that's a way of, you know, you can already hear those licks in those keys and then you can go to the piano and do the exact same thing, right? Because it's <laughs> you know, really just... You know what I did really, for the licks? Yeah. I, I actually, they're my uh, alarm in the morning. Oh, really? That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> that's really cool. So, so that's, yeah, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> the first thing you hear in the morning is... The, is I'm a snoozer, like I snooze for like an hour. <laughs> so Oh, that's I, great. Yeah. Wow, that is a really great way to procrastinate waking up and internalize some new <laughs> musical language there. <laughs> I love right. that. So really with all this stuff, right, the technical exercises, that's probably definitely something that you, the, the whole point of that is to work on the flexibility on your instrument, right? Some of those patterns, getting some things that maybe you're not used to playing certain things, uh, you know, so those intervals or those triad forms or even those rhythms. That is definitely instrument specific where, you know, that's not necessarily something you learn by ear. But a lot of this course is stuff like 50% of it is, you know, hear it first, you know, internalize it first. And then translate it to the instrument. So yeah. do you think that any of that might help you think of things to do that while you're elsewhere that you could work on? Yeah, absolutely. I think the key for me would be, because uh, I've been listening to the songs over and over again, but I think sing the solo, for example, yeah. oh, or the singing solo, the yeah. melody. Um, I think that's something I can definitely do more often uh, and would be very valuable. Because the solo, for example, at the moment I'm struggling because I'm around bar 32 and I realized I don't really remember bar 1 to 16 that well. <laughs> so, uh, right. so like, I struggle a little bit with like remembering as, again, as classically trained with a piano, I didn't ever have to memorize my, um, uh, with the, uh, the trumpet, sorry, I didn't have to memorize um, the, the piece. So it's something I definitely can work on. And I think singing the solo and the licks or the melody of the of the standard as well would help a lot. Awesome. So a, a good podcast episode for you to listen to and others listening right now to go check out is episode 88, where I talk about uh, what I call my list method for learning jazz solos or really anything like it could be jazz standards as yeah. well by ear. Um, and uh, I also talk more about this in the free mini course we're going to be launching soon, which you're going to get access to, Joyce, um, called Accelerate Your Jazz Skills. I kind of go over some of this stuff a little deeper mm -hmm. in there. But just really quickly, like if I go through the process of, for example, learning the solo, first it's a listen, right? You've listened to it a lot. And second is in internalization. So that's where it's not just passive listening. It's like you're really yeah. sitting down and, and really spending as if you're watching a movie, right? You're, you're listening to that. And then the third step is sing, right? Because when we talked about just a second ago, singing is that way of proving that you've internalized it. So if you can sing along with the solo, you know, while you're in your, your car or you're in Paris, you, you drive, you probably on the train, right? I, I, I don't, don't drive that often, but I, I commute. Yeah. I don't, I don't drive either. I live in New York city. So, yeah. um, I'm, so if you're on the train, you know, and you're, you're, you know, you, you can be having your headphones in and maybe you don't want to sing too loud because there's a bunch of people <laughs> sitting around. It might be embarrassing, but you could, 
you could be singing that, right? And that will really help you internalize. I guarantee you if, you, if you're singing, it will help you. So, and then the yeah. last step is transfer, right? We've been yeah. talking about that. Then finally, and, and realize there's four steps there, but the, there's only one step that actually has anything to do with your instrument. So, yeah. um, so that's episode 88. So we go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash uh, episode 88, 88, and oh. you'll find that there. Um, awesome. That, does that help at all? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. It really helps. Is and there... I've got to say, I've been really yeah. enjoying like learning the, the solo by ear because, uh, you know, I can see progress. So I'm still like really struggling, for example, when um, for Blue Bossa, I um, I was really, really doing my best to identify the chords because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I <laughs> I spent, I think, a week on it because I really wanted to, to manage it. And in the end, I didn't like I couldn't figure out what the bass note was. Yeah, uh, and I ended up looking at the chord chart, but I still think it was worth, you know, trying for a week because I I'm sure I made some progress. So I just, you know, I just kind of have to accept that it's it'll take a little bit longer for that aspect to um, to come in. But also, like in September when like the school year starts again, I'm gonna um, try to join a jam session club. So I'm hoping that will help because. Um, at the moment, I'm really shy about my jazz playing mm-hmm. and, and and not confident about about uh, my ears. So I'm hoping I can join that club and just force myself to, um, you know, have some accountability and force myself to to improve there. That's a, that's a really great idea because at, at the end of the day, right? We can practice alone. We can take all the different courses we want, right? But if we're not out there playing, you know, that's kind of the real. Uh, that's the real place that we can learn. You know, it's just by yeah. getting out there, and it's also a great way, like you said, to hold yourself accountable. It's like, well, I I want to go to this jam session, so that means you have to know some tunes, right? And yeah, so that can be extra motivation to you know work on this stuff and and get it down because just you know, that, that's a, that's like a, what I call a master goal. Like yeah. that's something that this you're reaching for, you know, to, oh. to, to get to. I forgot to share with you my, my, I think I would. Yeah. Cause the long-term goal is for like, not this September, but the September after that to ha- know how to play 15, 20 jazz standards mm-hmm. and get paid for it if I wanted to. So I thought, you know, the challenge would be to try to like get a gig, you know, small gig just yeah. to prove to myself that I'm good enough to, to get that. I love that. But for September is actually joining like an intermediate jamming class. That's so, so great. You're, you're yeah. doing everything right. You're, I mean, you're, you're setting the goals, you're taking action and that's a great thing to, to hear. Um, and just to touch back on something else you said, I, I think it's really great that you have acknowledged that taking that, that extra time, that extra effort to try to learn the chords by ear um, has helped because a lot of times with, I mean, we all know, you know, you're a musician, like music is not easy. It doesn't come easy. Like yeah. there's things we can do to, you know, for practicing the right things. If we have goals, if we have stepwise motion, like going in an actual direction, those things all help. They make it faster, but you know, it's not going to be just immediate. So I'm glad that you're taking the time to do that. And what you'll find is the more jazz standards you learn anyways, you'll start hearing something and you'll be like, Oh, that's a two, five, one chord progression. I know what that is now. Like you'll hear the harmony and it. And when you get to that point, it starts becoming magical um, to the point where 
I think in an earlier, uh, sometime a couple months ago, I did a podcast episode talking about how I played this gig and I, for some reason, it was, it was, it felt like an, a bit of an anomaly, but I didn't know five of the songs being called, but I was able to pretty much catch on to all of them just because I kind of cool. was so familiar with the harmony. So that, that's just for a little encouragement for you that it can kind of grow into that direction. So, um, really cool to hear. Uh, is there anything else that like I can help you with at all? No, I mean, I'm just, you know, go ahead and cook my dinner and sing the solo, the freeloader <laughs> <laughs> solo while I cook. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Miles Davis, Freddie Freeloader solo, which is the one I suggest for, for all, uh, most, most everybody, especially if you're starting out with that. So that's, that's great. Well, I'm really encouraged, Joyce. I think you're doing so many great things. I'm happy to hear that you're really engaged. Uh, I think we got like a little bit of a game plan going forward for how to take that time that where you're not at the piano that you could maximize that. Um, and, uh, it not only, it, I, I almost don't even see it as, a detriment that you don't have your piano. I almost seeing it, see it as a good thing because That's like in a way you can be just working on your ear, which is something that you said that, that you yeah. really need to keep improving as a classically trained musician, um, which you're, which you're totally not alone in. Cause I hear from classical musicians yeah. all the time on that. Um, awesome. So as, if you don't mind me just closing, asking like, what's something that you've been benefiting so far from being in the 30 steps course that maybe I can be aware of so I can help others with that. Well, um, the, the one thing I'm enjoying the most is like learning how to solo. So for example, in, in the little exercise in, in week two, actually it's not a little exercise, it's a huge exercise, but, uh, <laughs> I really love it. And I think it's incredibly fun. Like, cause the idea is like, I wasn't at all familiar with like course one, course two, course three. So that's been, that, that's been really cool. Actually. I, I didn't mention that, but Oh, the melody development un- exercise. Yeah, un- yeah. And understanding like more talk, being more um, uh, more active when I listen and and you know identifying those chord progressions, I've actually really really ident- um, love that and and that exercise about developing the melody and the solo. Um, I you know I've tried it the, these past few days and really really enjoy it. Um, I can get really geeky about that kind of thing. So that was a definitely an exercise I, I enjoyed a lot. And it's just, you know, uh, it, put, it puts a smile on my face when I play the piano. So, um, you know, the course has helped me play more often and have more ideas when I sit down at the piano. So it's all good, really. Awesome. Well, Joyce, you've uh, honestly, you've been an inspiration to me today just to hear your story, to hear about what gets you excited to learn this music in the first place. Honestly, it's very refreshing for me. I know that there's listeners listening right now who probably feel the same way and they're like, man, I'm on team Joyce. I want to be like her. She's awesome. (laughs) So thanks again for just joining me today, uh, taking the time. One last time, let's hear your website again, because I I, I actually want to check that out. Oh, uh, so it's creativeandproductive.com. Creative? And thank- yeah, go yeah. for it. No, uh, just thank you for, for, for mentioning it. You know, I'm, I'm just really happy I got to jump on a call with you and got to pick your brain a little bit. Um, and I mean, I know you've been in the business of online courses for far longer than I am, and I really admire what you've been doing with the podcast and the website. Your content is awesome, and it's definitely something I, I strive for to have that kind of high-quality content to help out other musicians. 
Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. And, you know, when I hear from people like you that it's been helpful, that you're that you're getting something out of it, that's, you know, that's honestly over and above anything else, any other benefits there are to any doing any of this work that for me every single time is the most rewarding. So thank you so much, Joyce. uh, I, you know, I'm going to check in on you. I'm going to send you an email like in about a month just to see how things are going. I'm going to put on my calendar uh, just to check in. How is that? uh, How are your how are your cooking dinners and singing stuff going uh just to check in so uh we'll do that and maybe sometime in the future we'll have you back on the podcast so thanks again for being on cool thank you very much for having me it was a pleasure talking to you All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, and another big thanks to our guest, Joyce Kettering, for just laying it down. And listen, I I know I can't get over this. I know I'm making too big of a deal about this. Uh, But I was just so inspired by the fact that she studies jazz and that she decided to take my course because it's her therapy. Uh, That was inspiring for me. And, you know, someone like me who does music for a living, you know, I perform and I'm an educator. You know, I take it very seriously. You know, after I get home from the day or when I'm done working for the day, you know, I'm not going to go play my guitar uh, for the pleasure of it, honestly, you know, because it's my work. And so it was inspiring for me. And after our interview, it really got me thinking a lot about my relationship with music and how I'd love to bring it a little bit closer to where she has it. And I think it's so cool. Uh, very inspiring. Uh, I got a lot out of this. I hope you did too. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you want to get into that free mini course, Accelerate Your Jazz Skills, which is a required course to get into 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, my jazz practicing course, the one that Joyce is in, uh, then you're going to have to go to 30 steps to better jazz playing.com. Okay. Three zero steps to better jazz playing.com to get signed up there. Or if you're listening in the future, you'll get right to that free mini course, uh, by signing up there. So really excited about this. Uh, this is, uh, this is going to be awesome. Now, Lastly, if you got value out of the show, feel free to go to iTunes, your favorite podcast listening service. Leave a kind rating and review. That is just a free way to give back to this show. Really helps. So go do it right now. Help us out. Uh, and I'd really appreciate that. All right. So uh, next week, we're going to have another episode of the podcast. I'm not going to you know, break the secret of what it actually is. I want you to stay tuned for next week. Uh, looking forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.